0: Okay, good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory of Moises Asa, Le'uli Moshe Ben-Najla, Alava Shalom, sponsored by the Asa family. Also, breakfast is sponsored in loving memory of Eliza and Meir Agami, Alehem shalom, Le'uli Nishmatam, Aliza Sarah Bat-Farha, Aleha Shalom, and Meir ben Esther, Alava Shalom, sponsored by their son, Isaac Agami. The words of the Zohar, if a person looks at them, they're quite famous, this line from the Zohar, but at the same time, it needs a little bit of explanation. The Pasuk says in Parashat, in the, in parashat Vayakez, <speaking Spanish> Six days a person does Melacha, and on the seventh day, and on the seventh day, it should be for you holy, Shabbat Shabbatom. So I'm going to read you the words of the Zohar. The Zohar says as follows. Mm-hmm. Lo zaza shekhina the Shekhinah did not leave, it did not budge from the Jewish people. On any Shabbat and on any Yom Tov. And even on the Shabbatot of the weekday. What is the Shabbat? of a weekday. Oh, one one idea is that it refers to a tamid chacham. Beautiful, hazaku baruch. Uh, That's a nice one. It's hard for a tamid chacham to say that because you're talking about yourself, (laughs) Uh, but then you wonder if you yourself are a tamid chacham. Anyway, fine, let's move on. So there's there's a few different amazing ideas. What? Oh, excellent. So we have a couple ideas on the table. One idea, the first idea I want to share with you is the idea of, uh, of the Kunturus, it's a uh, booklet that was written called Matan Mitzvot. In it he says, and actually in some of the Mizmorim we say, Shabbat, What does it mean, Shabbat? You have people sitting outside at the end of Shabbat <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> leaving. We have two people outside sitting in the synagogue, the minute Shabbat is over, they're puffing away on the cigars. It smells outside like Macanudo uh, <laughs> cigar bar outside of the thing over here. So, uh, amazing. By the way, the only time they're not outside, I notice is if it's raining. If it's not raining, if it's snowing, if it's a typhoon, no matter the cigars come out, the cigars come out when the stars come out. Okay. So, um, the Matad Zecharat Sadikim says, if, this, if the Shabbat, a person is mosif, they add on to Shabbat, a little bit of extra, whether it's Rabin Utam or whether it's a person just adding on extra to Shabbat. Also the same thing, uh, they accept Shabbat a little bit earlier. That idea is called Tosefet Shabbat. Rabbi I need you to understand this. According to some she taught, Tosefet Shabbat is midoraita, which means to add on to Shabbat, even just a couple of minutes, you already fulfill the obligation. Now, by the way, we today we uh, try and refrain from melacha from the time of candlelighting. Is that when Shabbat is? No. No. So really you are have to do melacha really up until up until 18 minutes after. Yeah. Now it's very dangerous to make this assumption. Why is it so dangerous? A few reasons. Reason number one, and not in every city, is the time of candlelighting 18 minutes before. Just as an example, in Yerushalayim, the minhag is to 40 minutes before. In London, the minhag, the custom is 15 minutes before. So you went to London, thought you had 18 minutes, and then you had three minutes of Chilul Shabbat. You started Shabbat, you turned on the lights quickly, 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 before. No, it's already Shabbat. So the earlier person can can accept Shabbat, even by a few minutes, they're already making sure they're protecting the Shabbat. And that's the word that the Pasuk uses. Shamor, protect Shabbat. It doesn't just say uh, to what's it called to keep the mitzvah. Don't do this. Don't do this. It says to guard it. A guard is someone that makes sure not only to fix damage that happens, but to prevent damage from coming even close. So number one, the idea is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes into into a direct contact and encounter with us. Even the Shabbat dechol, the Shabbat that you turned. Um, weekday into Shabbat. That's one uh, example. A second example that's brought down is something similar to what Sammy mentioned. There was a machloka between Bet Le and Bet Shammai, how they would prepare from Shabbat. Le would be shopping for their Shabbat things on Friday, but Bet Shammai would be putting away on Sunday. They would find a nice piece of meat in Boutique Butcher. Uh, you know, sorry, you're gonna We have to sort out a, a pavement for that, Mr. Boutique Butcher. You go to Boutique Butcher on Sunday, and then what happens? Monday, the guy's walking past the window in prime cut, and he sees Ishta <laughs> a piece of meat. Shema Israel. if he wasn't married, he would marry it. Okay, the guy walks into the butcher, he says, I want this piece of meat. What is he comes home with the meal? His wife says, Honey, we already have the. We got the meat for Shabbat already yesterday. Boutique butcher, he says, no problem. Takes it out, and he goes and he sells it. And then Tuesday, he'd go, I don't know another place that has nicer meat than these two places, but whatever the place might be, right? He goes, very special, I don't know, Park East is maybe there, also Boutique Butcher, I'm not sure. I don't know how all the places rate uh, over here. But he goes to the next one, and better, better, he would sell it every day. That means that although he wasn't keeping Shabbat every day, it wasn't Shabbat on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday, He was in the mindset of Shabbat already. A huge part of Shabbat, as we already explained yesterday, is in the mindset. So if a person is experiencing Shabbat, is experiencing a desire to celebrate the day, to set it aside, to be mekadeshe, through his actions, then he's really bringing Shabbat, he's infusing Shabbat into every day of the week. We know, Rabotai, that of all the berachot, people run to many, many rabbis for berachot. I don't give berachot. I mean, at least not real ones. Until on Purim, when I'm drunk. I don't think I'm special enough, big enough to give berachot. But maybe when I'm I'm drunk and I'm I'm not out of the way, and it's just coming from somewhere else on Purim, the one day a week a year when you'll see me uh, drunk. So that's when I give a beracha. Okay, <clears throat> make sure you come for one on, on Purim. They're very either entertaining slash useful, hopefully. Right. So everyone's running to Talmidei for berachot. Set the chafetz chaim. You're going to a, 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 a rabbi for a berachah, you're going to this, uh, you know, sadiq, he says, don't you want a berachah from God? Hashem says that Shabbat is, Mikora beracha. It's the source of all blessing. How do we know that it's a source of all blessing? It says about the Yom Hashvi, vayivarech oto, and God blessed that day. Do you know what that means? I, I always think about this in my head, in a visual way, because it really helps me understand it. Imagine the days of standing in front of God. God reaches out his hands, reaches over the seventh day, and he says, He gives a biracha to the seventh day. What does that mean? That God blessed the seventh day. Of all the days, every day is good. Every day is tov. Hazakovaruch. But Hashem blessed it. That day has within it the power to bless it. So a lot of people are thinking, you know, that's great that I have a beracha now, but it's kind of like if someone tells you the winning numbers to the lottery on Shabbat, you can't go buy a ticket. So someone's thinking, if I could choose any day of the week to have a beracha, it wouldn't be Shabbat, it wouldn't be Sunday, it would be Monday morning, or maybe a hump day. You know, the day when you're sitting at your desk trying to close the sale, make this the day of beracha. So you know what? One answer is that the Shabbat, it brings berachah. It's like when you plug something into the wall. You can plug in many different appliances into that wall. But you need the outlet. Shabbat is the outlet. That's one understanding. But Shammai said, you know what? I'm going to figure out a way to drag some of that electricity, some of that beracha, into each day of the week. So that's what the Zohar, according to Likutei Svi, he says that's what the Zohar means, that the HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us on Shabbat Dechol. When you think on, in, during the week of something for Shabbat, you've made a weekday also a day uh, of Shabbat. The final one I'm going to share with you, although there's many interpretations, the final one I want to share with you is a, a very interesting halakha. The halakha teaches us... Uh, sorry, I'm going to give you share with you two more. The halakha teaches us, the Gemara talks about a case where someone is lost in the desert. They wake up, all of a sudden, they're you know, knocked unconscious in the desert. They're trying to make it back to civilization. You know, they have no water. They're very weak. All of a sudden, the guy wakes up. You know, he completely lost all track of time. He doesn't know what day it is, what month it is. He doesn't know anything. What's the halakha? How does a person like that, assuming he gets the Samura and doesn't die, you know, how does he keep Shabbat? You don't know what day it is. So the Gemara says two opinions. One opinion is... You, you take that day, whatever day it is, and you make believe it's Sunday. So it might be Wednesday. So what am I doing? I'm counting Wednesday as Sunday. Thursday, Monday. Friday, Tuesday. I wind up celebrating Shabbat in the middle of the next week. But the halakha is because you don't know, you celebrate the seventh day. Now, what I always found interesting about that is... That although the ideal would be to celebrate the seventh day on the seventh day, when a person doesn't know when that is, he can still have a zecher that it took God seven days where he created the world and on the seventh day he rested. So although I don't know where to plug it in, right? But I do know that in seven days God created the world. So halachan number one, first opinion says, count seven days and from that second opinion says, no, maybe today's Shabbat. Celebrate today is Shabbat. Start Yom Rishon. Tomorrow, okay. Those are the two opinions. Says the Hafetz. Says the uh, He says, if that's the case, it turns out that it might very well be that the Shabbat that you are celebrating is Shabbat Shel Chol. Oh, I see. That's... And says the Zohar, even on the Shabbat Shel Chol, wow. this Shabbat, it's really, it's Tuesday, it's wow. Wednesday, it's the, who knows what it is. Still, because the person is imbuing it with, this, uh, with the kavanah of recognizing God's mastery over the world, over his creation. So that also has the power and the blessing of God's presence. And finally, the last one. And this is, I feel, maybe the one that I wanted to communicate the most. The last idea that's brought down in the Hafetz Chaim. They used to talk about the soldiers that were grabbed in Russia and conscripted into the army of the czar. They were called the Cantonists. They would grab a child, five years old, off the streets, the Jews couldn't complain, chuck him into the army, and the kid would serve in the Russian army for 25 years. You understand that? The kid, by the time he'd come back home, he doesn't remember anything about Judaism, doesn't even remember his family. Bizarrely, remembers where he lives, okay? They were indoctrinated uh, with all the ideology of communism. They were indoctrinated to hate their own people, to hate themselves. It's unbelievable what was going on there. Says the Hafez Chaim, and listen to this, and now you hear the words of the czar, dance in your ears. He says, here's a kid, they force him at gunpoint, pick up the gun, walk the streets, you know you have to do this, you have to do that. It turns out that this kid, what does he got from Shabbat? He's got nothing. But he, he has to do because he needs to keep himself alive. He has no choice. Says the Hafez Chaim, they couldn't keep kosher. So what the Hafez Chaim said, he says they're forcing you to eat the meat, no problem. Just don't suck the bones. What is he saying? He's saying you have to do something, you're going to do something wrong. Whether it's forced to do something wrong, or there's pressure to do something wrong, or there's yetzahara to do something wrong, you've done something wrong. Don't enjoy it. Don't enjoy the fact you've done something wrong. It should weigh heavy, heavily on you. At least if a person is embarrassed, they feel bad what they've done, there's a chance for them to be able to repair it. The first stage uh, of recovery, is a person having the capability of admitting that what they're doing is wrong. Said the Hafez Chaim, don't, don't, don't suck on the bones, don't, don't smack your lips like they say. That's the last idea of the czar. Uh, even a Shabbat, sh'el khol. you have someone who doesn't keep Shabbat, Hazit this kid because he couldn't. But you know what? They're forcing you to carry a gun, they're forcing you to do this, they're forcing you to run, light fire, to do that, no problem. I got it. You have to do that. But could you spend three minutes over a cup of grape juice or beer or even coffee, according to some opinions, and make a kiddush? Then go be Michalel Shabbat. I have so many students, they're holding nowhere. They can't keep Shabbat, it's too hard. So you know what I say to them, you can't light Shabbat candles. You're going to go clubbing after you lit Shabbat candles? You still lit Shabbat candles. You make kiddush, you're not holding by doing the. You still made Kiddush. You kept Friday night, but not Shabbat day. And that way a person can add more and more and more. You want to know if God is with you in the Shabbat chol, A Shabbat which is not being kept properly. It's Shabbat. I think what the Zohar is coming off of is the Pasuk. Because the Pasuk keeps saying Shabbat Shabbaton. A Shabbat of Shabbats. Which means that it's completely Shabbat. But what about my half-baked Shabbat? The best that I can do. What about my half-baked Shabbat? As the soldier in the army, where I have to do this and I have to do that, or the soldiers in in Eretz Israel, protecting the land of Eretz Israel, they have to do many different things. Is that Shabbat? Do they have Shabbat? Of course they do. I think these ideas are very, very instructive and informative to us. Not just about Shabbat, but as life lessons for everything that we do. If uh, we're disconnected or something, if we're doing the very best that we can, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees exactly what it is that we're doing, and He uh, infuses our life with His presence, allowing us to move from a small kiyum, because a mitzvah is goreret mitzvah. Baruch Amen.